Hi and welcome to my podcast. My name is Ali Hart and you are listening to Build a Creative Business in a Noisy World. But for the next while, we are delving deeper into something that I'm really passionate about and that is learning how to love ourselves from our brain to our very bones. Um, I have different experts joining me from the wellbeing industry and I really hope you can join me on this journey as we dig a little deeper uh, to learn about ourselves but also just to realise that life is to be lived and how can we reach that capacity by doing internal work, external work and all of the above. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode in From the Inside Out. We have Brom Gallagher here today who is a PT and who is also the head trainer at Bayburn Fitness which I have talked about in the last few sessions with different people. So hi Brom, it's lovely to have you. Hello, Ali. How are you? You all right? Good, good. As he was just saying before, um, this is my world now. This, I have you here. You can't shout at me. And I, I even started on time. Good. I don't like these sort of things, but we'll get after it. It's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So the cool thing is, um, I guess a lot of what I do in my business is lead with the heart, you know, and whenever I started the classes, I only started like five weeks ago. Um, yourself and Ali Scott, isn't it Ali Scott, Ali? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I guess you have, there's different trainers in this environment of Bayburn, and this isn't to talk about Bayburn necessarily today, but that is how I first met you. And it's like, just sometimes you get this feeling that people are like just meant to do the job they're doing. So I kind of headhunted you and said, can you please come on? But um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Because I definitely think you're, very cool, and it's very good to have you. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I um, I appreciate that. I really, 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 really enjoy training people, and it's something that I've found over the last, well, couple of years especially, has been the, one of the best things that's, that's happened. Um, I've been doing this a long time, off and on, in various forms and iterations over the course of the years. It started, you know, years ago, as we all did, playing sports growing up and getting involved in sort of fit that way. And then um, when I went into the U.S. Army, I was working as a fitness trainer in the U.S. Army for a while, back in the earlier earlier days when I was a little bit younger. Um, And that was a whole different world that opened up a lot of things. And then also I decided to get my personal training license when I lived in Los Angeles and worked out in commercial gyms for a long time in Los Angeles. And then over the past, what's it been, two years now, I guess, with the pandemic and everything that's sort of changed and sort of refocused my life and sort of idea of what I wanted to do for people and what I really enjoyed. And I mean, the one thing that we've learned especially is that I mean, you know, our health is the only thing we can really control right now. And it's, you know, something that I feel really strongly about to be able to share that sort of knowledge and that that sort of desire to try and get people to be as healthy and as fit and as strong and as, as ready for what lies ahead. Because, you know, we only get one shot at this, so we might as well, yeah. you know, make the most of it. 
Absolutely. And one of the things I had shared with Michael, my husband, was um, you'd put up, you know, you're always quite entertaining during classes. And I've never really been very good at sticking with classes because I feel like I love fitness and I'm happy to go my own road. But one of the things you'd often talk about is like, just turn up anyway, even if you've had your gin or your, you've been off the diet type thing. Um, like, well, as in keep showing up is what I mean, which we can come back to in a minute. But I was going to say, you're obviously not from here. No, ma'am. No, I am not. I'm originally from the East Coast um, in the U.S. Okay. Uh, my family's from Massachusetts, and uh, I grew up or spent my formidable years in Maryland, okay. which, if we're looking on a map, is middle right for some people over here. Yeah. And then um, I've spent the last, well, before moving back here, I was in Los Angeles for almost 15 years. Um, working as both a personal trainer in the bar industry and then I was also an actor as well and I still do a bit of acting on the side when things come up. And your wife is from Northern Ireland? Yes, my wife is originally from here and like all good Northern Irish women, you know, they bring everybody home yeah. so they can be close to their mothers and, <laughs> and that's just the nature of the beast. I took her out there for a long time and it was lovely. It was a great, you know, we had a really great, great time. Um, but just sort of priorities change as you start to get a little bit older. And we've got a little eight-year-old boy now. And um, there's a, you know, the world sort of shifts a little bit with regards to what becomes important. And right now, the biggest thing is to watch him be, you know, healthy and happy and to grow up in the best sort of environment that he can at the minute. And we want to try and do the best for him. And it's a, it's a little bit easier over here sometimes than it was yeah. in Los Angeles. It's a good, it's a good um, lifestyle for kids. So tell me then about the being in the army then with your trainer there. I was doing a lot of things. Yeah, I was, I mean, uh, you go into the army when you're not quite ready to go to university because you're probably a little too silly and uh, would have wasted, especially over in America where you have to pay a whole lot of money for it. Um, yeah. So at 18, I needed a little bit of a chance to grow up, perhaps is the right way of putting it. Um, so I went off and did four years in the U.S. Army. I was a bodyguard for a priest. And at the same time, I was working in uh, as a fitness trainer, um, where it was a lot of different things back then. We were always working about trying to see how heavy we could get and how much weight we could lift and, um, you know, taking people in who were looking to shift their weight, not necessarily into a the fittest format they possibly could, but more into what we could push on a bar and how heavy we could get and that sort of stuff. And at the same time, doing morning um, our morning physical training sessions that we were doing, I was leading those for our company um, and for you know the, the battalions at times over, over the course of those, probably the last two years that I was in the army. So you said you met your wife in Germany, isn't that right? So I take it you traveled loads Yes, I did. I did, a, I did a year and a half in Louisiana um, and then uh, originally grew up in the army. So I've been around to a few different places around the world. And then I met my wife in Germany when, we, when I was stationed over there and she was working in an Irish pub, Love as it. you do. And yeah. then the fair, the fair there carries on because for some reason she's decided to stick it out with me for this long. So I am yeah. extremely grateful. Um, and what would you say then in terms of obviously fitness is fitness well-being well I feel like it just runs deeper than the, the the physical like aesthetics of that like 
you're saying about you know years ago and they were lifting bars like what would you say as the, the fitness industry are we breaking up what have been the changes no, 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 I got to say again. you want me to ask it again well, I think the big thing now is that, um, and this has been, you know, solidified by the last couple of years, you know, you keep going back to how the world has changed so much in regards to people's mentality about fitness has changed. Um, you know, we have to be able to, to look after not only ourselves, but the thing that I'm most important about is obviously being able to look after my kid and look after my wife now going on. And sort of the way that fitness has changed is we want to be able to function and be strong, not for just today, but for, you know, the next five years, the next 10 years, you know, I tell clients all the time that, you know, you don't want to be the one who has to go out and ask somebody to fit a handle next to your toilet. You know, you don't want to get to that position in your life. And the only way that's going to happen is if you're doing it now. Um, and, you know, there's the, the thing that I look about it is like my fitness grounds me and, it, it anchors me for the day. I need it for both my mental health as well as my, my physical health because that's my time. And when I go out training people, I, I hope that that's the same for them. You know, that's, that's your time to really focus on yourself, to, you know, clear your mind of all the other distractions, all the other stuff that we have going on and to, to give yourself that, you know, 45 minutes or an hour or whatever it is where you're looking after the the one body you got to get through this life, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's how do we make that body work as well as we can for whatever position, whatever point in life that we're in at the moment, regardless of injury or past experience or anything that you have going on. It's what can you do the best for yourself now? And I think that's the most important thing that we, that, that, that we can do. I really do. And what would you say to someone who is maybe listening and is maybe not in the best shape of their life and they're like, I don't even know where to start? Like, what would be the, well, obviously one-to-one PT sessions if they're in Northern Ireland with you. But apart from that, um, what would you, like, I always say with my students when I'm teaching them art or when I, even when I'm mentoring, you just got to start, just make a mark and start. What would be your advice? Same thing, it's 100%. You have to just, you have to just decide, right, today I'm going to, today I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. And then tomorrow I'm going to give it a go. And then if you don't give it a go that third day, start again. The next, today I'm going to give it a go. I mean, right now there's so many resources that are available. There's so many people you can find either on YouTube or Instagram or, you know, across all, all these levels of, of, of media that you can get at. And even if you just want to ask a question, just ask that question to get to get somebody to interact or to find something that works for you, be it yoga or strength training or Pilates or anything, walking, take a friend and go out for a walk, anything to get the body moving, to get started is, is I mean, you have to, you just, you have to, I see it as something that has to be done yeah. as part of both you know it's not just physical it really is that mental well-being that whole overall sense of your of, of, of working for yourself yeah um, I listened to Rangan Chatterby's uh, podcast and he's a doctor and he had he does these little bite size on a Friday and last week's one which I only listened to on Sunday was from a, a professor who's in his 80s now but he this he has been studying how people live the longest and how they would and one of the things they talked about was obviously social so 
um, having friends that 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 you will actually be active with, which I thought was really interesting. So it was saying like, you know, these people, even if it's just walking, it's like a community feel about it. Do you see that now as well? I think that with Bayburn certainly um, community or like, how do you feel about people not necessarily in a competitive way, like together, encouraging each other. Well, I think it's key. I mean, for Bayburn, you know, not to talk about it specifically, but how great it has been for both myself and as we've seen for the clients, is that yeah. a sense of, you know, finding somebody who's sharing those interests with yourself. It may not be all of your same interests. It may not be everything, but just that one little section, even like, let's try and be a little bit better today together than yeah. we were today apart let's try and bring that in and let's try and work on that and Baber, one of the big things we look at is we let you know the classes become more than just classes people start to socialize together they know about each other's lives they interact a little, little bit more and even if it's not coming into Bayburn or coming into a specific class you know find your friends or find somebody out on the road or find somebody out walking i mean we're lucky enough around here with all the sort of the paths and the coastal path and everything up and down the road and you see people over the course of lockdowns, how many people you could see out on the coastal path walking together and just spending that time, you know, sharing that space, working together for a collective goal as opposed to individually for their own goal. And I think it yeah. makes a huge amount for accountability. And what would you say on well-being? So you're talking about like for you, it's a mental well-being and physical well-being. Whenever, is there a time that you maybe struggled mentally or like whenever you were not mentally but like internally that you find exercise brought everything back in line you know like yeah of course 100 yeah yeah every day is i mean you know not every day is going to feel like a good day where you want to get up and you know or do, you want to get up and do something you know you're not going to have that motivation every day but it's it's it becomes a learned sort of a, a, a learned habit over the course of time, the more that you do it. And there's times where, yeah, you might feel just awful about it. But I mean, for myself or, you know, and I try to tell this to clients too, if you start, if you, if you make that, if you make that step to actually start to either get to that class or to start that workout, then you've done 90% of the job because everything else, all you have to do is finish. All you have to do is start. And then the rest of it will come and you'll finish it. And by the end of it, 10, 15 minutes later, once the endorphins are kicked in, once you stop yelling at me, once you stop being upset about how much it hurts, once you stop yeah. feeling that little bit of pain, afterwards your endorphins go through the roof and all of a sudden everything feels a little bit easier to sort of, to, 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 to maintain and to manage because you realize that what you're capable of is a lot more sometimes than we think. And I think people get trapped in their own heads with regards to some things. And I think that this sort of physical activity allows you to realize that. Um, you know, a perfect example today, one of my girls was just like, you know, I can't do this. And, you know, you don't know if you don't try. So try it first and then tell me you can't. But then she looked at me afterwards and she was like, oh, I can't do this. So just got to try. Just try. And yeah. you'd be amazed at what you can do and amazed at how good it makes you feel throughout the day. Yes. Um, so just because I love I love fitness, etc. But let's go from the soft, you know, just start somewhere to the nitty gritty. Um, how what's diet like for you? Like, how do you do you meal plan? Like, what's your because obviously you're strong in good physical shape. Um, you're not like a 
So like my my Michael is now doing classes with Ian. I think you sent you Ian Young's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. online class with him. And Michael's always been a field hockey player all his life. So he played Irish field hockey and blah, blah. Um, so he's always been like strong legs, but mostly just because he's always using them and then upper body. So anyway, we really made, uh, and we in, intentionally through May and June, we were really with we a wedding to go to in July and we knew we were going to be the older people there because everyone was like late 20s early 30s so we were like we're going to get in really good shape and food was a massive part of it so Michael was like I can't believe I'm getting like muscles and we were really intentional about protein and about um just leaner just everything being leaner what views of you on that or what I think, I mean, everybody has their slip-ups and I don't consider food to be good or bad. I consider food to be what works for the results that you want. Okay. I mean, the baseline goal, I would always say, is try and eat real food. Real food. That's, that's the simplest, easiest way of going about it. Eat real food. Not Try to get away from the processed stuff. Try to get away from, you know, the ready meals if they're coming out of the shop or frozen but have a look at that sort of things. Make sure you know what it is that you're, that you're eating. Um, you know, try and look at, you know, how, what is it that you want your food to do for you? If you want a quick pick me up, you're gonna have that cookie. You're gonna get all of a sudden we buzz for a few minutes, but then you're gonna feel 15, 20 minutes later that it's gone. So the best way to do that is to change that sort of eating habits to try to incorporate more of that protein, to incorporate more throughout the day, to figure out what works for yourself. And I'm, you know, I'm not a nutritionist, yeah. so I, you know, I can't really get too far. My my practices on it are I pay attention to what I eat for the most part, yeah. but I think like everybody else, you know, I'm not going to turn down. Uh, a, a weekend where somebody's going to say, are we going to go out for a takeaway? Or are we going to, you know, are we going to have a little, are we going to have an extra piece of cheesecake? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why not? If somebody, if the cheese is on the table, we're not going to say no to the cheese. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, that 80, 20 mentality is a good way of looking at it. If 80% of the time you're doing the right thing then and incorporating that sort of healthy lifestyle and uh, incorporating a bit of fitness incorporating whatever it is that you can do either that resistance training or walking or running or whatever it is to be physically active then that 20 percent of the time where you maybe want to you know have a little treat you shouldn't feel bad about it you really shouldn't yeah i also love food so much like i really love food so that is what has been a nice part of like just tapping back into um even just tapping into vegetarian meals and all again as well um and trying to tell my kids that if it came in a packet because they they love snacks you know we all i love sweets i love candy so um the kids are similar and it's trying to tell them that like the next snack you could just take it out of the fruit bowl you know because it's trying to educate as well so that when they get they're not like me having to backtrack and be like what do i need to do to change well, you don't have to worry about that too much, but the big thing is it comes down to eat real food. It really does. It always comes back to that, you know, and I try and get, uh, you know, we, we've tried to be pretty fortunate with mine, with my little boy is to say, hey, look, you know, the first thing you're going to reach for is not 
you know, the bag of crisps and don't ask me for no smoky bacon crisps because you're not going to get them. So there's a fruit bowl there or there's some fruit in the fridge. You can ask for that first. And if you go through that and you're still hungry, then we'll have a discussion. Yeah. We'll probably still end up with you not getting smoky bacon crisps. Smoky but. bacon crisps, brilliant. Smoky bacon, cheese and onion. Yeah, oh. um, it's, yeah. It's, it's hard because, well, then yesterday, I'm trying, we're trying this week to not have candy, not have sweets until Friday. And um, I'm not having. wine until friday either you can hold me to that but i guess with me the understanding with food is if you also make it so real food but food that's been made in the home as well is is different from me going and buying a big bag of sweets for the kids so like yesterday i made cupcakes for them and we decorated them well they threw some sprinkles at them but it was like the journey of food and understanding the mixing and the making and like on a sunday having roasted like i love food so I feel like food and whole food is a great part of life as well to be enjoyed. You said about fitness and well-being, to be enjoyed. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely, you have to. I mean, if, if it's something you enjoy, there's no reason for you not. Well, I guess that's not entirely true across the whole spectrum. There are things you enjoy <laughs> you probably shouldn't do. But when it comes to eating and good, healthy, life-living choices, most of those are pretty much okay to do. Food yeah. being one of them, especially that, I mean, it's important to know where the stuff comes from. It's important to know what we're putting into the body. It's important to know what, how our body reacts to it to fuel ourselves for what we want to do. Um, and teaching the new ones, especially, I mean, it was scary in America, you know, some of the stuff you and probably have seen it over here where, you know, some of the stories of kids seeing things that they didn't know what they were because they've never seen some of that, you know, deserts of you know produce because is what they were called is because kids didn't know what these what these vegetables were or they didn't know that they came from the ground they thought they came from a can and, you know that's that's a scary thing to not know that you know a hamburger doesn't come from some animal called the hamburg or yeah. you know from a cow or you know whatever that may be however you choose to eat just know what it is and to try as best you can is to make it something that is is your real food something that you know what it is and how best it works for your body i think is one of the absolute you know tenets of what we can do to try and be as healthy as we can and it fuels the brain as well like good food because i try to tell the lad you know when you peak and you go down but what you were saying about um, food in America and not to, to give general sweeping statements but um, uh, some of our best friends are from the states and goes maybe telling you this so they live between Topanga and uh, the Adirondacks and Brooklyn so I would we've seen so I met uh, Stefan whenever I was 18 and every year since we've seen each other once or twice a year they know uh, he's married to Courtney but anyway we met at this camp and the camp is in upstate New York in the Adirondacks and it's all like our kids then went to it two years ago and Michael worked there. So it's a camp which is like the kids sleeping in a tent and there's no one in a tent with them. They're out like in the by the lake. Uh, they learn how to do pottery, the woodwork shop um, activities are, yes, there's like competitive some team sport things, but a lot of it's um 
survival skills on the water. Um, but food-wise, so many of these inner city kids come from New York City and they didn't know like that chicken didn't come wrapped in a like big bit of plastic and was in the fridges. So we also, they harvest their own chickens at camp. So it is quite like woo-woo hippie, but yes. um, I love it. And, and, and I loved it and it's part of me. And I worked there again when I was 32 and the, the, the older two came with us but they, they had to be just day campers at the time. But I, I do think like education is such a big thing. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think you can get that from sort of, there, there are resources for it nowadays, but one of the big things is to seek out somebody who can, who, who, who speaks your same sort of same vibe who's on the same wavelength of you and who's looking at it in the same way you know with what you're looking for and don't be afraid to ask questions for people who don't know and you know to just you know as, as simple as asking your butcher or asking your friends or asking your trainer or asking your coach or asking somebody who you, you know who you respect or who you think is going is is working in that same sort of fashion as you are is is the key I think to to learn to be as healthy as we can is one of the things that we absolutely need to do yeah um the other thing I was going to say about movement then as well so I had Suzanne on who is a yoga teacher mostly with kids and I was telling her that so my my youngest knows a bit of yoga but when kids don't see you practice what you preach it's like what would you say for someone who's thinking about their kids and getting them moving and getting them involved in physical activity who maybe they don't because my kids love it they love being outside playing they love their bikes bring them in bring them in with you bring them in with whatever you're doing i mean if you have any space at home and you're you know even if you're doing it off of a youtube video you know get your kids involved if you're fortunate to have a little space where you where you know you you can be active in whether it's you know your own little gym or your own little space that you have be active with them you yeah. know take them out walking running moving get them jumping around get them off the devices as easy as we all know that it is to try and you know sometimes you know mommy and daddy need a little bit of space as well sometimes but yeah. of course to try and get them active my little one i mean you know he's not little anymore i guess but the big thing was always to say look um we, we were fortunate we had a treadmill in the house for yep. quite a long time and it just got to the point where over the you know over time he was like can I get on it can I get on it and then he will just come in and all of a sudden he'll go you know what I feel like going for a run today yeah. uh, and he'll just jump on and he wants to go for as long as he can or you know as long as he likes I he wouldn't say my voice well he's seen it he's seen us doing it you know yeah. all the time and and it's the same as well with like training or, you know, he's occasionally will pick up a weight and kind of go, is this right? Am I doing this right? It's mm-hmm. starting to get into his mind what he wants to do. And, you know, maybe it's something that he wants to look after. But, you know, yourself, I mean, these kids that you, you want to get them moving and you have to get them to burn off that energy some way, shape or form. Yeah. So it's like it's a better um, way to do it burning yeah the energy and also just the feel good factor you know you can see mood change and everything as well with them so one of the things I really love is that I don't have to think about what I have to do when I turn up to your classes (laughs) um how 
you it's quite evident your social media you obviously go through what it is you want to give the classes you know as in it's a run through you've tried and tested it beforehand do you what's the method really for you not to give away all your secrets but well i think the big thing right the one the big thing that we're concerned about at bayburn is like i said it's functional we're not we're not in a position to you know do a standard sort of you know, a standard gym-based or strength-based sort of sort of um, program in that way. We want to keep your body moving, as we say, to be fit for purpose, for whatever that purpose is that you have in your life, to be as healthy, to move for your kids, to be able to lift your shopping, to be able to, you know, reach up and get that thing off the top shelf, whatever it is that you need to be able to do at that yeah, point. Anything. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I Anything. am very heavy on this side, though. So the way that I look at it is that body moves in, in several different ways. We know we move up, down, we move left, right. We move in a squat position, a hinge position. Basically the big five throughout the course of your life are gonna be push, pull, squat, uh, hinge, and then a carry. You know, if you're carrying home those bags from House of Fraser because you did really well on the credit card, you have to be able to carry them. There's nobody else to do it for you. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got that, if, you know, you don't, you we don't have the same sort of shopping bags anymore, but we used to carry them, you know, across our chest and you have to close the car door with your bum. And I tell people that all the time, you know, that's a move you do naturally. But when you start thinking about it in the, in the course of, of training, sometimes people forget and start to make it a little bit more difficult than they need to. So the way I look at it is we're trying to figure out how to strengthen how to strengthen those movements that we can keep repeating those for the long term. Okay. Be because you're never going to stop doing them. You're, yeah. and, unless you end up, you know, somehow immobilized or unwell, you're always going to do those same things throughout the course of your life. And like I said, we don't want to be using something to support us in our long term. You know, we want to be able to go out and keep, keep rocking, keep going through to the beach, keep running around, keep dancing, keep moving, keep, you know, whatever it is that gets you, gets you up and going, you want to be able to keep doing it as long as you possibly can. So you've got to put a little bit of effort in at the beginning to, to be able to keep doing it. Yeah. And um, what, what would you say you're, so with me, whether I'm teaching an art or in any sort of classes, whether that's informal or formal, like I always like to say, it's like a relaxed teaching style. Um, I want people to, let me lead them and like also for freestyle if they want to what what type of teacher would you say you are <laughs> I could put a spin on that I could ask some of the people that attend your classes but what what would you say your teaching style is I mean that's a, that's, that's a rel relatively unfair question Ali you would be much more positioned to answer that than I would I mean, I don't you don't really you don't even really shout you don't shout I don't shout no there's no shouting it's no. I mean I think um I, I, I firmly believe that we can all do more than we think we can. Mm -hmm. And you just sometimes need somebody there to cheerlead you to, to say, right, give it a go, try it because mm -hmm. you can. Um, I think I am uh, firm, but fair. Mm -hmm. um, I will, I will never be mad at you, but I might occasionally be disappointed. I was just going to say, my Michael always says, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed, which is the worst. It's the crushing one, isn't it? Well, I think that's, that, that, that gets to people's sort of inner, you know, <laughs> there, there's a sort of inner idea of what, you know, getting back to what you can and can't do. You know, you don't want to, 
you don't want to be less than what you think you can. It's not about what I think you can do. It ultimately, it comes down to the, to, to yourself. It's what you think you can do. Yeah. And, you know, I think we can always do more. And I believe that, you know, sometimes you do just need a little bit of a push and I want people to perform well. And I want them to be as um, capable as they can be. And I want them to do, you know, the thing, the big thing in our classes and the big thing in my classes, especially is I want you to be able to do something better than you could do it yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I want you to be able to do it in a way that will keep you safe and uninjured for as long as you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. I was sent to you on Saturday. Was that maybe that I uh, set up something I never, ever could do. I never felt like, uh, and then after having the kids with like, there were almost 10 pounds babies, they're big babies. And then I, so I just, maybe it was a fear thing. I always felt I just worked in the corset, the kind of upper um, like I didn't even, I didn't even know what I was doing, but now I can do setups, which is exciting. See, that's not that that's, quite quickly, that's and that's quick and easy. And we got more to come. We can even get you doing more stuff down the line. So that's the thing. Yeah, but it, it's that idea that you have to do it. It's that one foot in front of the other. Yeah, and so if someone was to like come to you for personal training, do you have? Like, do you attract a certain type of client or are you just open to everybody? And it's like this idea of leading them so that they are using those like bum closing and like people like, so you're helping what, what, yeah. Tell me about like a client's journey with you. The first thing you want to find out, the first thing you got to find out is you got to find out where the client is at. Okay. So you know, that's number one, that consultation is the most important thing. And to find out, and, and the thing that I would need as a trainer from a client is I need them to be as honest as they possibly can, not with, not only with me, but with themselves, because yeah. we have to know where you are, where you're starting from. Um, is it much easier to train somebody with a little bit of experience? Yes, of course, hundred percent it is. Yep. Um, but everybody has to start from somewhere. Um, so I would generally bring a client in, we sit down, we have a little consultation, figure out how you're moving. We have a, we have, there's an assessment just to see what that movement is. Mm -hmm. And then it's, what are your goals? You know, what do you want to accomplish? If you can set up a goal that you really want to accomplish in a specific time frame, and we can measure that out and figure out how we want to get to that place together, mm -hmm. then that's the number one thing. And there's nothing better than watching somebody smash their goals. I mean, even even in classes where, you know, even in classes in a, in a sort of group setting where, you know, they come to you afterwards and it's generally that we sneaky pull you by to, to the side, you know, and say, um, you know, because they don't really want to brag. It's not necessarily a brag. It's almost sometimes people feel sort of embarrassed that they've made an accomplishment or done something for themselves. And you shouldn't because that's, that's exactly what it's for, you know, just to say, look at this, I can do this now, and I couldn't do it before. Mm -hmm. um, and that happens with everything. If you want to suddenly start to lift heavier weights, yes, there's a way to go about doing that. If you want to move better, there's a way of going about doing that. But it's so specific, that sort of one-to-one -one training. And I think that relationship develops over the course of time with yeah. the client. And that relationship is not just, you know, showing up in training. There's other things to look at. There's worrying about your physical health, your mental health, your, your overall to make sure that you are doing the best thing that you can for that time. You know, a client's not just a client to, you know, settle the bottom line or to touch the books. Yeah. Like I want, 
I want people to, I want people to feel better every day when yeah. they come to class and when they leave a class and when I see them again, I want them to feel the same way, you know, ready to go, ready to work, ready to make something happen that is going to be better for their long-term life. Um, do, is, there, is there a difference in people uh, from County Down going to classes and training army people? What would you say has shifted? Um, again, I'm not sure. I might have to plead the fifth, as the Americans say, <laughs> um, just because I would like to maintain some of my clients. Um, uh, I think there's, I've, I've, I've never met some people who are willing to negotiate their training as much, um, as I have over here more often than not. Yeah. More often than not, you tell somebody what to do in the army and they would pretty much do it. But, um, occasionally you get people who are just, um, they're, 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 they're just, they're just over here. They're not going to, they're going to fight you on it. Argumentative. Um, do you... Do you miss army days? Oh goodness, no, 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 no. Really? No. Did no, you know was... you wanted to leave? Like, was that really an obvious? Like, I need. Was it like a time frame? Well, I I'm the son of I'm an army brat, as they say. So my yeah. dad was okay. my dad was in the army growing up for twenty years. So I knew what I was getting into, um, and I did it for the purpose specifically of getting money to be able to go to school. <laughs> um, I took that time to you know get a chance to get out to get away to travel to find myself a little bit also to take some money back in to then go to school after i got out um so there there was a there was a there was a plan behind it even then um, to try and just it was a lot of it was for betterment of myself but um also for a chance to yeah i get to do some things that you know most people don't get to do in life Definitely. Um, would you say that travel is something that, because I haven't been in a plane, it'll be, um, I'm sure you know, I, I was telling you, but you didn't know that the, we can't go to the States, but you're a resident of the States, so that's why you can. But now the travel corridor has like opened up again, or will be as of November. So it'll be two years since I've been in a plane. I don't I don't know if there's ever in my life that has happened before. And I, I hate to sound like, first world problems but I really feel like I just need to to be somewhere else to we moved house actually and I think that was we moved like to where we are now a year ago and that happened within um about a month we decided on like the 30th of May that we were maybe going to put it up for sale and then it was sold within a month and we were moved within three and a half months so that suited my brain it helped me it felt like I was traveling do you see travel as part of like well it's obviously the richness of your story as well but for you do you enjoy it is it something that you because also with physical fitness you can move anywhere you can be anywhere you can do it yeah 100 i mean it was a lot easier to travel when you know there wasn't you weren't lugging around somebody another person with you True. Um, yeah uh, that definitely took a lot of stress out of it but um you know i i i've been fortunate you know i've got to live in many places in the u.s i've yeah. lived in japan i've lived in hawaii i've lived in um you know i've lived in germany and got to travel all through central and western europe and you know i there and then now living over here i mean it's easy enough to get on well it used to be easy enough to get on a plane and get anywhere around yeah. here um and i think it is something that is 
is is good for the mind it's good for the soul i think it's good for just every part of you to be able to to realize that the whatever the bubble is that you think your life is there's so much more outside of it and we need to be looking at that entire sort of scope of our health mm-hmm. across the, the the sort of whole holistic well-being approach to your life is yeah. is everything whatever those interests are i can't wait to go back i mean even little trips you know i've got a little trip booked to go see part of ireland i've never been to but you know i was we, we were supposed to go away last summer and then obviously like everybody else's those things get changed i was supposed to go see my sister back in the states in october and flights were canceled not by us but by the airlines so now have to look back into that again and um yeah i'm desperate to get out and see some other things because i've never been someplace as small as this uh, yeah um, yeah i know i know and it is a bubble it is a bubble um do you find that um well-being so i talk about people loving themselves from their brain to their bones do you have any kind of motto tagline to live by well, you obviously you've expressed how enthusiastic you are, what you do, and how it's steeped in you and every part of you. But have you something that's like a? I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there was. Um, I don't know. There was an American writer, Charles Bukowski, years ago, who wrote that line similar to, you know, I don't want to go quietly to my grave. I want to. You know, I want to ride in like kicking and screaming, and you know, with the tires on fire type of thing. And. Brilliant. You know, the way that I look at it is, is, you know, I'm not talking about rock star life, no Keith Richards type of stuff here, but you get one shot, you know, this chassis has got to get you from birth to death. So mm-hmm. you might as well, you know, look after it from top to bottom, inside out, and you might as well try and enjoy as much of it as you can and, and live this thing to the fullest in yeah. whatever that is whatever scope that is whether it's you know skydiving on your 30th birthday or you know reading a book on a Saturday night if that's if that's what it is it's just whatever is the best thing for yourself across the board um you know things change obviously when you get older and sillier but if you're if you're happy and you're healthy and you're able I mean that's that's something to be that's something to be to be cheered from the rafters about absolutely well thank you so much for sharing today um where can people find you oh dear um i can be found on instagram i guess uh bgpt underscore coaching um and then i can be found most mornings and evenings coaching either at bayburn fitness in helens bay or bangor i'll be the loud one shouting at people Oh, except you don't shout. No, no, sorry, don't shout. I, I, encourage, I encourage happily. Yeah, there you go. It's very different. Well, yeah. thank you. And you've already shared there a little bit anyway, but have you one last thought you want to share with people? Because people, this series is obviously about from the inside out. And um, yeah, I, I think you're saying there about, you know, breathing and having air in your lot, like any of that is to be shouted from the rafters and I, and I do feel like that and I and I do believe that people need just to be reminded of that so thank you for sharing your side of it do you have anything you want to leave people with 
Any last line words? Make it your purpose, you know, not to, not to be, you know, standing on a high horse or anything, but everything we do has to have a purpose mm -hmm. and it should be 100% of your purpose all the time to try and make the most out of this. Brilliant. I really, I, I believe it. Thank you. And thanks everybody for watching, even though the sun is coming in my eyes now. And I meant to mention that my, I'm not dying. This is just a tracker. Um, although I meant to say wrong that I'm not really meant to sweat. That's why like I had to like fan myself entirely today. I'm not going to say anything about it. I mean, I'm pretty okay. sure I'm going to get in trouble as being as aiding and abetting some sort of crime. Yeah, I was. I, I definitely don't know. Well, you know, they didn't tell me not to exercise, and I was very careful. So, um, but yes, this is just a tracker. And thank you for watching and listening. And I thank you very much, Ron, for thank joining. And um, I will see you on the other side. <laughs>